Hello, and welcome to episode 26 of the Compassion and Cucumbers podcast. I'm Christine. And I'm Sam. And this week, we have a lot to talk about. Hopefully, we won't go too long. Um, But this week, we will start off with our 2022 vegan cookbook challenge recipe. That we will. Which was another recipe from the Everyday Eats from Eamon Beck and Fraser Fitzgerald. And that recipe was a lentil walnut taco meat. Yes. <laughs> what are you looking at me for? <laughs> I, know, I thought you were going to add something there. <laughs> no, you said it all. It was, a, I said, it was a lentil walnut taco meat. That is correct. <laughs> it was. And, you know, um, as much as I didn't want to, you know, do a uh, another recipe from a cookbook we've already talked about, we were away this weekend for a family thing, and I didn't get a chance. This was something that we had already tried, actually a couple of weeks ago, I think. Yeah, it and, was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and this is a really uh, great, quick taco meat recipe using lentils and walnuts, thus the name, lentil walnut taco meat. Yes, and this was really beautiful. Um, I personally have never met a lentil that I didn't like, so whenever lentils come up, I'm I'm always happy. Uh, walnuts are also a, fa- a favorite of mine. So um, this was bound to be a hit with me. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was kind of a foregone conclusion, but uh, it was very well seasoned. Uh, the texture was beautiful. Um, it made for some awesome tacos on a taco tuesday yeah yeah it was really good yeah um and uh what i really like about it is lentils and walnuts are something that i always keep on hand yeah and the spices that are required in the recipe yep are things that we always have on hand so this recipe is something this is a go-to thing oh absolutely you know yeah this is a what are we making for dinner oh hey we could do want to do tacos we do tacos tacos and as long as you have some sort of veg or something to put on them that's right yeah, you're all set. You're all set. Bob's your uncle. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> Bob's your uncle. Merlin's pants. That's my catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I really enjoyed this uh, this recipe, and I really am enjoying this cookbook. This, it's an e-cookbook. I highly recommend it. Uh, beautiful photos, very concise recipes, all of them um, simple in theory, but mm-hmm. not in flavor. Yeah. Yeah. So it's called Everyday Eats, and you can get it at either aimandimpact.com or at fraziercooks.org. There you go. So reach out for that, and uh, let me know if you get it and what recipes you're trying out of it, because I'm sure this isn't the last recipe we're going to be trying out oh, of this Oh, certainly not, because, <laughs> of course, with the 2022 cookbook challenge, we do not own every vegan cookbook that is out there. No. By any stretch of the imagination. No, we so. are going to eventually run out of cookbooks. So there, there's going to be redos. I didn't think we'd have a redo quite so quick into the cycle, but... Um, well, no, I think it's just because you, you didn't have a plan for this yeah. past week. It's bad all. planning. Yeah. It's bad planning on my part. You didn't have a plan. It's okay. <laughs> sometimes we don't have plans. Yeah, sometimes we don't. All right. Well, um, so yeah, that was our recipe of the week. And yes, highly recommended. Yeah, yeah, totally recommend. And uh, moving on... We were, like I said, away this weekend for a family thing. We were doing a, it was a planning roundtable meeting for a little trip that we're taking in June. I wanted to talk a little bit about what we made for our non-vegan family members. Yes. So it's become uh, pretty much standard practice for us to cook for the family when we get together. Um, Just because, I mean, I actually think it's really wonderful of them to uh, ask us 
to cook sure. because then everybody knows that you know we're we're eating the way that we need to eat yeah. and and um, they're willing to eat whatever we cook whatever we cook and we of course keep it to flavor profiles that we are sure that our family will enjoy so for example mm-hmm. i don't i mean you know you can't go wrong with italian Right. And so this past Friday night, Christine did a beautiful rigatoni bake. Yeah, I did uh, two things of rigatoni bake. Um, one was a little less, had a little less stuff in it because our niece Lucy doesn't doesn't like it when you put tons of things into a recipe. Right. She has simple taste. She does. So she has very simple food taste. Yeah, so I made one with gar- the little Gardein, um, I don't know if you tried these, they're the little, they're like little coins of Italian sausage. So good. You can get in the frozen section and they are really good. They are really good. Um, so I did one with the Gardein sausage. Uh, Kalamata olives, roasted red peppers, and of course, uh, rigatoni and uh, a red sauce. And Violife mozzarella. Oh, yeah. Violife mozzarella cheese and a little bit of follow your heart uh, Parmesan. Yes. The dry Parmesan. Yes. Yeah. And then the other one I did with just uh, sausage and actually left a little section where there was nothing but uh, noodles and sauce. Noodles, sauce, and cheese. Yeah. And <laughs> so. that and, and actually had Lucy's name yeah. literally written on it. <laughs> it was very cute. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and everybody seemed to enjoy that. And oh, I, absolutely. Oh, my mom was all over it. Yeah. She was just nuts about it. I, and my dad was very complimentary of the Kalamata olive um, addition. I am of a mind that Kalamata olives make everything better. Yeah. It's, I mean, at least in that Mediterranean flavor profile. Yes. It's one of those things. Yeah. Kalamata olives are up there with um, avocado and Nutella. Right. <laughs> things that make everything or taste Nutiva, better. Because I don't think Nutella is Nutella vegan. is not vegan. No, and but Nutiva so, is. Yes. There is Nutiva and there is also, I don't have the brand name off the top of my head, but we bought this wonderful oh, yeah. kind of artisan chocolate hazelnut spread at the vegan, at grocery, the vegan store. grocery store right before the holidays. Yeah. And it is spectacular. Yeah. So there's a couple of brands of It even Nutella. kicks Nutiva's butt. Not to get uh, too off topic. Yeah, not to get but, too off topic, but you yeah. know, yeah, it's, I agree. Kalamata olives are up there with avocado and Nutella. Yeah. And um, I think I already talked about this um, when we were talking about pastas in a previous episode, but I think rigatoni is the perfect pasta for a baked pasta like this. You're, I mean, you can do penne, uh, but I think the big, the biggest rigatoni noodle you can find... Is the way to go. Is the way to go. Absolutely. And I don't know about you, but I like mine... I, I pre-cook them, mm-hmm. um, you know, in boiling water. I like mine really soft so that when you bake them... I for don't a know. bake, yes. Yeah. For a bake, yes. If we're just having, you know, regular old pasta, uh, you know, like s- just spaghetti yeah. on a plate, I'm, yeah. I'm happy for it to be a little bit al dente. Al dente. But I do, uh, in a in a bake like that, Yeah, I agree. I do like the pasta to be soft. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that went over really well. It did. Yeah. And then the next day, uh, Sam made... We did some tacos, Yeah, oddly enough. Um, but these were not the lentil walnut tacos of no. Eamon Beck and Fraser fame. No. These were done... Very simply, uh, we relied on our friends at Gardein once again for their ground beef crumbles. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, so we, I seasoned those with some taco seasoning. We did mild taco seasoning because, again, uh, there are a number of people in my family who are not big fans of lots and lots of spice and lots and lots of heat. Right. Um, my dad likes spice and heat, as do I. My mom and my brother, not so much. Lucy, not so much. Christine, it depends on the day. <laughs> um, and so 
we did a mild taco seasoning and then uh, had a choice of soft shell or hard shell tortillas. So either a hard corn tortilla or a soft flour tortilla. Uh-huh. And um, to top the tacos, we had um, Violife cheddar shreds. We had a wonderful kind of avocado verde. It was almost like an avocado salsa. Yeah. Um, which was really quite lovely. We had some pico de gallo. We had some broccoli slaw mm-hmm. to put on there, um, some black olives. Mm-hmm. And am I missing anything? Uh, shredded iceberg. Oh, shredded iceberg, of course, for that um, oh so necessary Oh, and we, bought, we brought black beans to make, but then we didn't make them. We didn't end up making the black beans, <laughs> so, yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. And I did, um, let's see, I did one soft taco. Mm-hmm. Then I did one soft taco wrapped around a hard taco, kind of like a gordita. Chalupa. Uh, oh, I Isn't thought it was gordita. Is that a chalupa? Oh, I have no idea. I don't know. In the Taco Bell world, <laughs> I have no idea. One of the things I used to like was their cheesy gordita crunch, which they don't have vegan cheese, I don't think. So no, I don't they think don't. you can get that anymore. I suppose you could put beans between the two sections to keep them stuck together. Hmm. Interesting thought. But yeah, so I did one with um, a hard shell wrapped around, or no, the other way, a soft shell wrapped, wrapped around, around a hard, hard shell. shell and then filled. It was good. Good. I actually did not taste the tacos myself. I made them, but I did not eat any of them. I wasn't feeling real well that evening, yeah. so I uh, I forewent the tacos. Yeah. So she made tacos and then went and lay back down. <laughs> yeah. It happened. thing. Yeah, it was fine. Well, I can tell you they were good. Well, thank you. Yes. Yes. My dad also poked his head in to tell me he enjoyed the tacos. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think everybody enjoyed that. Awesomeness. Yeah. So, yeah, when we cook for the family, we do try to keep it a flavor profile. Um, and foods that they're used to eating. Right. So, you know, pastas, uh, tacos, pizzas, mm-hmm. you know, um, also things that are kind of simple. We try not to spend too much time cooking, cooking so right. we can spend more time with our family. I mean, but we've also done things like um, soba noodle bowls went over really well. Yeah. Uh, everybody was a fan of those. Um, I think Owen even ate the tofu. He did reluctantly. Yeah. But yeah. he actually ate the tofu. So, yeah. you know, that's pretty impressive given that the you know tofu was an optional add-on yeah you know everybody got their own bowl of soba noodles and then added whatever they wanted yeah on top of them it's good to make like buildable things like that so the people can pick and choose what they want buildable food can we reiterate my love for buildable food i know if we ever write our own ebook or cookbook it's going to be a build your own adventure buildable food would be a good way to go yes absolutely yeah because buildable food it's just the best yeah. Well, you heard it here first. Our, Soba bowls. Our first cookbook will be called The Buildable, Buildable Vegan. Hey, I like that. Right? The Buildable Vegan by yeah. Compassion and Cucumbers. There you you heard it here first, people. Write it down. And don't <laughs> don't steal our idea. <laughs> <laughs> if I catch any of you stealing our your our idea, I will I don't know, hunt you down and make you make me tacos or something. <laughs> That's Awful. Yeah, so that's what we did over the weekend um, with the fam. Uh, And I wanted to talk about a couple of things that were in the news. Yes. One exciting thing that's in the news right now, uh, something new coming out from uh, Miyoko's Creamery. Well, uh, an an announcement of a new product from Miyoko's is always exciting. It is always exciting. So what do we got? Uh, Vegan cottage cheese. I, I'm just pausing there so everybody out in the audience can scream to themselves. What? That's awesome. Now, Sam's, Sam's not, not they a can sit, fan. Or they can, like me, sit here 
rather nonplussed and somewhat disappointed that that's the new <laughs> announcement from Neogos. Um, this is only because I have never been a fan of cottage cheese right. in any form. I've never liked it. I don't eat it. So um, while I am definitely happy for all of those vegans out there who have been jonesing for cottage cheese, mm-hmm. um, it's not particularly exciting to me. To me, um, it's exciting and I'm a little scared. Scared. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know what it's going to taste like. I mean, to- I'm excited to try it, but I'm a little trepidatious, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Um, Are we back to Blue Oyster Cult? Don't no, fear Miyoko's? Don't fear Miyoko's? No, I would never fear Miyoko's. Uh, interesting thing about this new product, which uh, should be available on their website for online sales later this year and will be in stores, they're saying early 2023. Okay. Um, it comes in. It comes in like a twelve ounce uh, tub. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, I think it's a ten grams of protein per serving. Nice. And it's made from. Get this. Watermelon seeds. And sunflower seeds. Culture. Cool. Yeah. So they're. That's basic, very cool. Basically, making milk out of watermelon and sunflower seeds, and then culturing it. Okay, that's super cool. Yeah. So even though I'm not personally excited about the cottage cheese, I will say that is super cool and I'm really intrigued by what that process must be. Yeah, this is the first time I've ever heard anybody using watermelon, watermelon. seed. Yeah, that's completely new. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. So, so. I'll be I'll be very uh, I'll be very interested to see what it is when you get your hands on some of it. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to try it. Um I don't. I haven't seen anything that posts like a complete ingredients list, uh-huh. um, so I can't give you every ingredient. But those were the two that interested me the most: the watermelon seeds and the sunflower seeds. Yeah, yeah, that sounds that sounds really interesting. Yeah, I'm really. I have high, I have high hopes for it. I hope it's good. I hope so too. Because I was a huge fan of cottage cheese before we went vegan. Yeah, it was kind of a staple for you. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, loved it. I could just I could eat it all day. Yeah. So I don't understand that, but that's okay. When we were kids, my sister used to put ketchup in her cottage cheese. Oh. Some people put tomato sauce in their cottage oh. cheese. Some people put fruit in their cottage well, the cheese. Fruit, I understand a little bit more. I do seem to remember my mother having cottage cheese with some kind of fruit in it. I yeah, don't pineapple re- is a pineapple. Popular one. That's yeah. the one. That's it right there. Cottage cheese and pineapple. Yeah. Um, back in the day, but um, yeah, I. Ugh. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. You don't get it. No. I, m- myself, just like a little salt and pepper. Okay. Yeah. But your mom, probably like my mom, probably started bringing cottage cheese into the house when Weight Watchers was a thing. Yes. cottage cheese was a huge thing for the Weight for Watchers. For Weight Watchers, yes. Yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah. And my mom would always have a big tub of cottage cheese and she'd be like, don't eat all my cottage cheese. I didn't always listen. <laughs> that is correct. Her cottage cheese. Oh, and her Melba toast. That was another thing. Oh, see, now I love Melba toast. Yeah, but that was also because of Weight Watchers, we would have Melba toast in the house. Melba yes. toast with cottage cheese was a good combination. I'll stick to just the Melba toast. So I could get, um, you know, she could punish me for <laughs> eating two things that I wasn't supposed to eat. <laughs> All in one fell swoop. Well, you know. Who's eating my Melba toast and my cottage cheese? That would be you. Me. 
yeah, so I'm excited about that. And uh, it sounds like a lot of other people are. I'm seeing a lot of people posting on social media about how, being excited mm-hmm. and that how cottage cheese is something that they miss right. being vegan. So, um, yeah, cool. Very cool. Miyoko's. Always coming up with something. Go Miyoko's. Really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Innovative. Innovative, yeah. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. Okay. All hail the queen of plant-based dairy. <laughs> for sure. She really is. Um, she's a hero. She's a vegan hero. Totally. Uh, okay. Moving on to some not as exciting news. Vegan ice cream brand. Oh. <laughs> vegan ice cream brand Coconut Bliss, now being rebranded as Cosmic Bliss, is now offering dairy ice creams in their ice cream line. This yeah. hit hard. Let me tell you. Um, I love ice cream in general and um coconut bliss which i originally knew as luna and larry's right i think coconut bliss yeah uh several years ago right um which then rebranded as coconut bliss um okay they according to me and this is just my humble opinion of course but they're really the best vegan ice cream out there like honestly um they do obviously from the name, a coconut milk base. Mm -hmm. And they've got a pretty wide range of flavors. The chocolate peanut butter and the chocolate hazelnut are both insanely good. Yeah, Um, I think those are the only two flavors that I've tried because it's not a brand that's readily available in our immediate area. Right. So we only have had the chance to to try it when we go a little further afield for our groceries. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, vegan ice cream by the pint is expensive. So uh, we don't tend to stock up on it. It's just something that we no. get as a as a little treat. As a treat. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it is absolutely fabulous. And so when Christine shared this article with me earlier today, I was just so disappointed. And yeah. it, it started as a disappointed thing, like a really good ethical company, you know, serving the needs of, you know, sweet tooth vegans everywhere. Right. Um, kind of taking a step backwards. Backwards. Totally backwards. Um, yeah. To, yeah. Into the realm of, of, of dairy production. But I was disappointed until we started seeing some of their almost promotional reti- materials or Responses, responses to um, the outrage of their vegan customers. Um, yeah. Because it seems to, I believe both of us, that they're making a vested attempt uh, to really greenwash what they're doing by Completely. saying, you know, the uh, it's environmentally sustainable, it's grass-fed, it's milk from grass-fed cows, Mm-hmm. Which, first of all, grass feeding beef is less sustainable than conventional than grain farming, fed. than grain fed mm-hmm. beef. Um, simply because not only are we talking about taking up land to grow crops, we're also taking up land specifically for the cows themselves. Um, and so this is a, a phrase, the, the whole grass fed thing is a phrase that is frequently used to make things sound like they are more environmentally friendly than they actually are. I mean, I know before our vegan days, we were very conscious of the meat that we bought and we always bought organic 
grass-fed, right. free range, and thought we were doing a good and thing. Thought but we were hey, doing a good thing. Guess what? There, there you go. The industry uh, once again duped yeah. us into believing we were doing a good thing when, in actuality, we were not at all. We were not at all. Yeah. And so when I saw them saying that, you know, this this addition that essentially they're fulfilling a need for ethical, sustainable dairy. Uh, yeah, it's... Um, That's when I started to go from being disappointed to being a little bit... Angry. Angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I was uh, reading this... Art- I read a, one article. I was reading articles out loud to Sam and... Um, I read one article, and that's where she's like, that was, she was disappointed, as was I, disappointed. And then I picked up on another article um, by Veg News, and the title of their article is Once a Beloved Vegan Ice Cream Brand, Coconut Bliss, Coconut Bliss's New Dairy Line Outrages Customers. And Sam said, before I read this article, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say outraged. By the end of this article, we, were outraged. we were outraged. <laughs> <laughs> in the first paragraph, it says that Cosmic Bliss is claiming that the new dairy line is quote-unquote humane, quote-unquote grass-fed, and quote-unquote the most sustainably made and clean label brand on the market. Okay, so grass-fed may be true enough, although we all know that grass-fed cattle are not solely grass-fed. They still right. eat grain. Generally speaking, they're not. Yes. Um, but also grass fed is a greenwashing. Yes. It's term. a greenwashing yes, term. Absolutely. Yeah. To make you think that it's better when it's actually not. Right. But to call a traditional dairy product humane or sustainable. It's a flat out lie. It's a, exactly. It's, it's not even greenwashing. It's just a flat out lie. Yeah. You are correct. Yeah. So um, when, when um, Cosmic Bliss release this information social media kind of went crazy of course oh, as know. it does um and uh let's see they they made a post about it um and of course everybody's saying that the dairy line is now um this dairy line that they're saying is sustainable is complete greenwashing uh there's nothing sustainable about dairy farming never mind the intense uh cruelty associated with it this feels like a step backwards not forwards one commenter pointed out response to there there's multitudinous um comments you know basically saying the same thing that of people course. are uh disappointed, disappointed and, and you know yeah and upset that a brand that they've trusted up to this point is essentially eschewing their ethics in order to um promote their fiscal well-being yeah i mean this all started when they were bought out by another company um human co human co and human co paid to have um some research done on the numbers surrounding uh consumers Purchasing buying, buying habits, buying ice cream, and they came up with uh, I don't know how it doesn't tell me what the research is or anything, but they're saying ninety seven percent of all ice cream bought is dairy based ice cream. So, but and it, I have no problem believing that. Yeah. So don't tell us that you're you're doing this for any kind of sustainably or humane reasons. You're doing this for the bottom line. Absolutely. You're doing this to, to try increase and make your, more money to increase and your customer I, base. And I have no problem with a company flat out coming out and saying, "Look, we decided that if we started selling dairy ice cream, we would make more money." And I would say, "Great, I'm not buying your product anymore." Right. But then 
to go, you know, to take it a step further after people are accusing them of kind of jumping ship, mm-hmm. to take it a step further and start to call your product sustainable and all this other yeah. stuff. I mean, now you've really lost me. Yeah. Now I absolutely it's really will, will propose and recommend to everybody to boycott your product mm-hmm. because you're basically lying to people. Absolutely. Um, and the thing is, the vast majority of people who do buy dairy ice cream, they're not buying expensive pints. They're not buying right. Haagen-Dazs and Ben and & Jerry's and Godiva and, you know, the super expensive pints. That, not on a regular basis anyway, right? Right, exactly. No, they're buying larger brands, Hershey's, Breyers, et cetera, right. in half-gallon containers. And because the small stuff is prohibitive in terms of price. And so I really don't think that this is going to benefit Coconut Bliss's bottom line all that much anyway. I hope not. I hope it I hope it comes back to bite them so hard. <laughs> there I mean, you go. they're losing their they're losing their main consumer base. Right, they are. Which is vegans. Yes. Um I think most vegans will say, mm, "You know, there's plenty of other non-dairy ice cream out there." That's right. I don't need to buy yours. That's right. Um, well, and the thing is, I think one of the things that was so attractive to vegans about this brand was that they were 100% plant-based. Yeah, and they started that way. They and started they, that way, yeah. you, you know, and so it's that's important. There are plenty of other brands of plant-based ice cream that we can buy. Ben & Jerry's has 20 flavors of plant-based ice cream. You know, Full Circle Organic does some nice plant-based ice creams. Yeah. Um, you know... I have not seen much from Hagen Dazs, and so I don't know where no, they but are. Even on the that, store brands even are now store coming brands out with are now coming out with some good yeah. dairy free ice cream. But having the choice to support a business that is one hundred percent vegan, yeah, that is so great. And so, yes, whenever we had the opportunity, we would go right ahead and buy. Luna and Larry's or Coconut Bliss or whatever it was called at the time. Yeah. And now it it just, it doesn't make sense to do that. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. One commenter on Facebook said, uh, incredibly disappointing to see one of my favorite companies taking such a huge step backwards, trying to dupe people into believing that there's anything ethical about dairy. Another comment, commenter said. And then um, they actually um, reached out. Veg News reached out to Cosmic Bliss for a response. And here's what their response was. Uh, get this. Cosmic Bliss is an in- inclusive brand that welcomes all consumers and dietary preferences. The brand said in a statement to, to Veg News, We are proud to expand our product offerings to impact many more customers who are looking to live better in our sustainable-driven mission. At our core, our brand has always been about progressive, progressing sustainable life practices, and our values remain most consumers want to do better and enjoy desserts that are made in a more sustainable way. If that doesn't sound like a lord of, a, a load of horse dookie, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh my god, that is yeah. such a that, that, load of crap. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a whole lot of double speak if if yeah. you ask me. Yeah, it's, first of all, if they had any idea who their uh, consumer base was, most people are not Eating dairy, non-dairy ice cream because it's a dietary choice. That's right. And that's that's the first place that they go wrong is in addressing veganism 
not as an ethical stance, but as a dietary choice. And, you know, I'm, of course, all for uh, a company like Coconut Bliss being inclusive of all dietary choices. But the thing is, an omnivore can just as easily choose to eat a coconut milk-based ice cream as a vegan can. Sure. But if what they're trying to do is... What they're trying to do... Dupe non-vegans into buying this product, thinking that they're doing something better for the environment and for their health, which is complete bunk. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so... And so we went from disappointment... To outrage. <laughs> and that's how we got from disappointment to yes, outrage. That's how we got from disappointment to outrage. Yeah. So, um, you know, we will definitely be putting information out there as we have it. And we certainly encourage any of our listeners to cease and desist any purchasing of Coconut Bliss, soon to be Cosmic Bliss products. Yeah, we are totally uh, supporting a, a complete boycott of their product line. Absolutely. At this point. Yes. And that's mainly because of the bunk that they're trying to feed people. Yeah. It's it's not even that... It, I mean, I'm not happy about the fact that they're going to be producing right. dairy ice cream. Right. And we probably would have just quietly stopped buying their brand. That's right. Right. But now, with the crap that they're trying to pile on top of it, um, yeah, no, we can't stand behind that. Yeah. Yeah, we just can't. So... So yes, we definitely recommend that um, you no longer purchase Coconut Bliss, a.k.a. Cosmic, Cosmic Bliss, Bliss products. Um, or any product if you want to do some research uh, produced by Human, Human Co. Co. Yep, and we do need to do that research. We yeah. have not dug deep enough into that yet. Yeah, we can report back on yeah, that. Yeah, we'll, we'll update you on that next week. Yeah, so that was our not-so-great news. Yeah, um, definitely disappointing. I mean, especially when you hear about so many steps forward in the vegan world. Yeah. You know, so many good things are happening. It's it's really a shame that uh, yeah. a company like this decides to go in the opposite direction. Agreed. And like I said, I would have a lot more respect for this company if they would just blatantly say we're doing it because we can make more money if we sell dairy ice cream. Right. Fine. Yeah. We won't buy your product and we'll quietly not buy your product anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But uh, I don't know. Do they really think people are that stupid is what I want to say. You know, do they really think people are stupid enough to believe that line of bunk that they gave when Veg News reached out for a comment? Well, I have a feeling they probably understand and they certainly will know through the comments that their vegan customer base is not that stupid. Yeah. Um, As for general populace, as for you know, the omnivores that they're hoping to bring over to their product. Right. I, I don't know. I hope not because I don't think they're that stupid. Yeah, I know. I, I just wish... Um, they're going to recognize greenwashing when they see it. I hope so. I hope that most people can recognize greenwashing when they see it. I also wish as many laws or as many lawsuits that have come forward against vegan companies for um, branding and naming things with the words chicken or oh, gosh that or beef thing or again. or even meat yeah. sometimes companies uh, are you know the farming industry and the agricultural industry at large will um of course go to politicians and say hey you know this is confusing consumers i wish that there would be some legislation saying 
this kind of stuff is confusing consumers. Right. Telling them that eating this dairy ice cream is better than any other dairy ice cream is totally misleading consumers. Absolutely. Into buying an $8 pint of ice cream when they could just get a half gallon of Briars and have the same impact. That's right. On both their health and the earth. Yes. And animals. Yes. So. Sadly. Yeah. So that's the legislation we need as far as food branding goes. You know, I, there should be something on there that says, um, yes, this beef is grass fed. Here's what grass fed means. Right. You know, yes, these chickens are free range. Here's, Here's what, what free, free range, range means. means. They never saw the light of day. They yeah. have to have like a two inch access to outside or something that they never do because they're so frightened because right. they're stuck in this giant building, yeah. this half acre long building filled with thousands of other chickens yeah. that can barely walk because they're bred that way. Right. You yes. Know. I, I fully admit that pre-veganism, I was one of the foolish people who believed that free-range chickens had yeah, space. We both were. I mean, because I, that's I what greenwashing is all about. Yes. I, I was totally sure that as long as we were buying eggs from free-range chickens, you right. know, it was, it was okay because they were happy chickens. They had space right. to run around and they were healthy and treated well. No. Right. So not true. Right. And um, we won't even get into what happens to the male chicks that are born in the egg industry. No, we are not getting into that <laughs> but, today. Um, that if, is not if you're not vegan discussion. and you don't know if you're not aware of what happens in the egg industry to male chicks, um, you should definitely Google it because it's something you should know. It's pretty horrific. Yeah. So I wish we could have ended on a happier note. I'm all worked up now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Didn't we have a happier note that we could end on? Well, we were going to talk about a new cooking show that was coming out, but you wanted to do a little more research on really? it. Really? We're up to it. that already? Yeah. No kidding. Why do I feel like we left something out? Um, let's go down our list, All shall right, we? Let's do it. Uh, lentil walnut taco meat recipe. Check. What we made for the family. Check. Miyoko's vegan cottage cheese. Check. Um, coconut bliss. Check. Yeah. Huh. Maybe you, I just expected us to rant and rave a little longer about the coconut bliss thing. <laughs> we can. Well, we can go on. Well, we could, like. but we'd really just be repeating ourselves yeah. at this point. So, yeah. Why? Well, we're at 35 minutes right now. We can, um, uh, there is going to be a vegan uh, cooking competition show on mainstream U.S. television, and we're going to talk about that in next week's episode. Yeah. Um, I'm actually kind of excited about this. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to give too many details, but because I do want to do a little bit more research, I want us to be a bit more informed than we currently are. Yeah. For example, we don't know when this show is going to air or on what platform it's going to air or anything like that. Um, right. But the idea that it is, in fact, a fully vegan cooking competition. So we're talking vegan chefs, vegan judges, uh -huh. um, all vegan ingredients. Right. Um, and that... The prize money won by the chefs goes to charity organizations of their choice. Yeah. That all makes me really excited. That's kind of boding well, right? It does bode well. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that it turns out to be as lovely as it sounds like it could be. Yeah, we'll talk. I hope it lives up to the potential. We'll talk more about it next week. Um, we'll do a little more research and we'll tell you all about that next week. Absolutely. So I'll just do some housekeeping then we'll wrap things up because like I said, we're at 35 minutes. So, um, you know, I want to yammer on just for the sake of yammering on. Yes, you do. You all, oh my gosh. That's new. <laughs> okay, so email us any recipes you think we should try, any cookbooks you think we should buy. If you have a cookbook, if you've written a cookbook, 
drop us a line, let us know what it is. We will gladly buy it from you. Um, at our email is compassionandcucumbers at gmail.com. It sure is. Yeah. You can check out our website. It's www.compassionandcucumbers.com. Mm-hmm. We are always holding our fundraiser for Mockingbird Farms Animal Sanctuary at our buymeacoffee.com site, which is www.buymeacoffee.com backslash cucumbers. Backslash? I know. And you couldn't just let that go, right? I couldn't. I was no. hoping that... <laughs> no. That's Sorry. right. I said backslash. Yes, you really did. <laughs> I'm a little dyslexic. It's all right. You want to try that again? Uh, oh, I'm, no, I'm just, I'm fine. You're fine with it? Okay. I'm, I'm human. People know people misspeak sometimes. I'm not this is very that. true. Um, what else? Do we have any other housekeeping? Do you have any housekeeping that you want to... No, outside of the fact that, you know, along with that whole Mockingbird, uh, Mockingbird Farm Sanctuary... Mm-hmm. Uh, Fundraiser. Fun, thank you. Fundraiser. <laughs> I saw like this blank look came over <laughs> Completely. I'm like, what's the word I'm looking for? There, I know there's a word there somewhere. Yes, with the uh, Mockingbird Farms fundraiser, we are still looking for that first $50 donor. Uh-huh. And the $50 donor will get a limited edition Compassion and Cucumbers t-shirt yep. along with a copy of the audiobook of Confessions of an Animal Rights Terrorist, written by Karen Levinson, narrated by yours truly. Yay! Um, I will give a shout out to our niece Lucy, who very kindly tried to see how many coffees she could buy us, and she said it went up to 50. (laughs) And then I told her, please don't do that. (laughs) Please do not buy us 50 coffees, because I think it's five bucks a pop or something like that. Is it really? Yeah. She just wanted to see how high up it could go. Okay. So shout out to Lucy for For for, for checking that out. Yes. And Uh, another shout out to Lucy for uh, over this family weekend that we just had. She asked us some really interesting questions about some of our... uh, podcast episodes. Uh-huh. And I thought that was really wonderful. And we've now decided that in one of our summer episodes where we will be broadcasting from Orlando, Florida, uh-huh. uh, Lucy is actually going to be a guest on the podcast and she will be bringing her questions to us and to you uh, yeah, live I, through the podcast. I think that would be, uh, I think that's a good idea. Um, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, she's 13. Well, we'll be 13 soon in a few weeks here. And um, I would, I think, it, I think people would be interested to see what kind of questions a young 13 year old omnivore mm-hmm. uh, who's vegan curious is mm-hmm. going to ask us. Yeah. Because, hey, you know, yeah. sh- she is the future. She so, absolutely is. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So, so that should be fun. Yeah. All right. I guess we'll wrap things up then. We'll see everybody. Well, we won't really see you. But no, if I close but... my eyes, I can picture you. Next week, (laughs) next Tuesday, right here, same bat channel, same bat time. And I guess that's it. Say goodbye, Sam. Bye. (laughs) Bye Bye-bye. If you'd like to support the Compassion and Cucumbers podcast, well, you can do that by hopping on over to our Patreon page and becoming a patron. We have all the recipes from our Vegan Kitchen series up there, and we'll be adding some patron-only episodes in the near future. So thank you for supporting us at whatever level that you choose, and thank you again for listening to Compassion and Cucumbers podcast.